Hello, and welcome to Jade's Journey Through Cancer. My name is Jade, and I'm a cancer survivor. If you are new here, I was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia at the age of 24. In this podcast, I will be discussing my personal experience, medical information, procedures, and mental health. Thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, I'll be discussing the start of my chemotherapy treatment, round one, cycle 1A. So chemotherapy, each round is two parts. So part 1A, 1B. So cycle 1A was five days and cycle 1B was three days. And there's a three week gap in between. And how chemotherapy works, usually you'll do one part of the cycle in the hospital Then you'll go home and in between you'll be seen in the clinic to do blood work or blood transfusions and then you'll come back to the hospital for the second part but for me since i stayed 46 days in the hospital i had the entire first round in the hospital with no breaks so for my treatment i received the r hyper c vad treatment and that includes rituxan or rituximab cyclophosphamide, vincristine, andromycin, also known as doxorubicin, and dexamethasone. So everyone doesn't get rituxan, but it is an antibody therapy for the CD20 protein marker that is found in some people. So since I had that marker, I had to get rituxan quite a few times throughout my first and second cycle of chemo. And with this round of chemo was very intense but I didn't really feel any side effects from it um I don't really remember any side effects I felt great I was walking every day I felt amazing both parts of the cycle so I didn't feel bad I felt energized um for most of them they just ran for a long time and then it was done for the doxorubicin which they also call the red devil For that one, it's just like a 15-minute push into your pick line, and then it's over. And the dexamethasone is just some steroid pills. So you just take those, and pretty much done. With the dexamethasone, the only thing I noticed was that I would stay awake, like, all night. Because it's a steroid, so it kept me up, and I couldn't get to sleep a lot when I took that. But other than that, the cyclophosphamide, vincristine, andromycin, all of those I didn't have any issues with. I felt amazing (laughs) every day. Uh, I was walking the halls, doing my laps, and I was pretty much feeling great, feeling better than I did before I went to the hospital. So once I finished up the cycle 1A, all of the chemo, then I had to get rituxan, like once I finished part 1a so rituxan i got that i think about maybe five or six times throughout and that one they said would be vicious and they said it would be like you would have a reaction everyone has a reaction on the first time so that was what really stressed me out it's not chemotherapy it's antibody therapy to target the cd20 protein found on the surface of the b cells so in order to target that and kill it I had to get rituxan so 
I started getting the Rituxan and at first everything was fine. They started at a low level and they bump it up every 30 minutes and they continue to monitor you the first 15 minutes, first 30 minutes. They bump it up. They take your check your heart rate and blood pressure constantly and just tell them you have to tell them if you have any tingling in your feet, your legs, any rash or anything like that. So they're constantly checking on you just to make sure nothing changes. So they start about like 25 and then they bump it up to 50 and 75 and so on. So they bump it up in increments every 30 minutes. So after the first 30 minutes, I was fine. Bumped up Rituxan. I immediately felt tingling in my feet. And I thought that was weird, so I told them, and then I was like, okay, I have to go pee since I had to be laying down for an hour after the lumbar puncture. So I went to the bathroom, and then I, well, once I stood up, I immediately threw up my food, everything after I just ate. I threw up twice, so that was weird, but I still was like, okay. I went to the bathroom, I was washing my hands, and immediately my legs gave out, so I was holding on to the sink. And I was freaking out and I told my mom and they got the nurse to come in and the nurse comes in and she catches me on her leg. So I'm just standing on her leg and she's like calling for help, calling for everybody. So after that happened, I immediately passed out and my eyes were like going in the back of my head. I was losing consciousness. They threw me on the bed. That's all I remember. They were poking my finger, taking my blood pressure. My blood pressure dropped 80 over something. I don't even know and everything all my vitals were dropping really quickly so they called the icu every doctor nurse nurse practitioner everybody came running in and just taking care of me my mom had to be taken out they're asking me where i was if i knew my name everything what year it was and they're like you have to come back to us or we're gonna have to send you to the icu so i just all i remember is just seeing like 50 people in my room and it was so scary it was so crazy and I was like, oh my gosh. So finally they got me back to consciousness. And after that, I was extremely stressed about getting this Rituxan again, but I knew I had to get it multiple times throughout therapy. So um, that was really stressful. And I was like, okay, like what? <laughs> and they did tell me that I would react the first time like everyone does usually, but I was still scared for the future and I didn't know if it would happen again or what. So that was extremely crazy. But after that, we laughed about it and we joked about it. But I was still like traumatized from that moment on. And every time I had to get Rituxan, I was crying and I didn't want them to bump it up past like 75 because I knew what could happen. And I just never wanted that to happen again. So, yeah, that was that was the scariest part of the treatment for cycle 1a everything else went fine up until then and that was just <laughs> that was very scary so yeah just watch out for rituxan if you do have to get it once that happened everything had gone well up until that point and i got through chemotherapy just fine feeling great feeling amazing and then that happened so it was really stressful leading into the next part of the cycle, but I knew I only had to get that like once every like few weeks or so. So I can't really remember how many times exactly, but 
I didn't get it that often, but I know it was every cycle. So I was like, okay, like I'll be, I'll be okay. So, um, so after that, I was like, okay, I'm done with cycle 1A. And at this point, it was just like a waiting period. So once I did finish the first part of chemotherapy, cycle 1A, I did have to move off the chemo floor since there is a three-week period between cycles. So I was kind of bummed because I would miss all my nurses, doctors, well, not doctors, but all my nurses and everybody from the chemo floor. And it was just a different experience going to a different floor with people you didn't know. And they didn't really know how to take care of cancer patients like they do on the chemo floor. So that had me stressed out. But so, yeah, after day, after finishing chemo and Rituxin and everything, I was moved off the chemo floor and waited a few weeks until I could come back and I couldn't go home. So I was just stuck there until start of part B. So... In the next episode, I'll talk about cycle 1B and everything that entails and finishing up round one of chemotherapy. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, follow me on Instagram at Jade's Journey Through Cancer, where I'll be sharing photos from my journey and advice as well. Have a great day.